0: Okay now. I thought you were recording, and so I was doing an <laughs> opener that was gonna be really cute and pretend that I had no idea it was starting recording and you ruined it, Wesley. Sorry. This is episode is in shambles, we're ten seconds in. Well, you know. That's Wesley. Over there. Yes. That's right. Wesley.
1: You're gonna
0: do our Yeah, I was I was introducing you. Guys, that's Wesley. This is not Okay. What did a bastard I can come up with after this movie?
2: <laughs> who watches should, the podcast? <laughs> we should at least say who we are.
0: I was. I was trying to. Let's try that again, guys. That's Wesley.
1: This is Katie,
0: and that's Luke. Hello, Is <laughs> <laughs> There's somebody else in the room. <laughs> oh my god! Should we do this over? I can't it. It's perfect. Recording. It's You're really perfect. Yeah. Was gonna keep so welcome is- to Marathon May. Yeah,
1: well, this was the second week actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're in it, we're in the midst, <laughs> we're in the mire of Marathon May.
1: <laughs> so, you've probably figured out what our theme is by this point. If we didn't tell you last week,
0: what is the theme for those of the people who didn't listen to the last episode because they can't handle like five episodes of the <laughs> podcast?
1: Or
2: it hasn't come out yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, last week's hasn't come out yet. Uh-
2: <laughs> Only the first two oh. episodes are out here. What timeline are we in, you guys? We don't know anymore. Uh,
1: this is really confusing. <laughs> so anyway, welcome to viewing
3: party. <laughs> yeah, viewing party. <laughs> We're professionals.
0: Uh so today we watched a movie. Well, they watched a movie. I survived <laughs> you did survive. a cinematic experience. Oh. That is a cat Bane, No. You can stay right here. Anyway. (laughs) Keep keep it up, guys. This is going really well.
1: Katie got distracted by a cat. We're never going to podcast again.
0: (laughs) I'm fired. I'm I'm fired. If I wasn't one of the producers,
2: (laughs) I would fire myself.
0: (laughs) Guys, welcome to Luke, your new host.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know. New new podcast law: There must be at least one white guy in every podcast.
0: (laughs) At least one. Lacking then, we've had so many women on this podcast. Man, we're really screwing this up, aren't we? Oh wow! How strange. Um. So. So what did we watch, Katie? Watchmen. By. The visionary director (laughs) Zack Snyder. I I liked three hundred for what it was. I hate this. <laughs> I, I I really like. I have days. Oh, every cat, every cat is just walking and into the podcast. And this one purrs real loud, so I'm concerned that you'll like get it in the mic. Um, that had nothing to do with anything. So yeah. So this was. Uh, what all has he done? Because I don't know that I've seen Basically anything other anything than... anything dark and moody with
2: explosions uh, he's is Zack Snyder. He's done the new Superman movie. He did Batman vs. Superman. He's leading the directorial style for the current DC Universe. Uh, 300, like you said. Sucker Punch.
0: Mm. The no, thank England you. The
2: dream movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of music videos. That's how we got to start. Which...
0: Wait, who's music videos?
2: We <laughs> we wait, it we'll out. Google it.
0: <laughs> so I'll go back to talking about 300, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I I thank you for listing his filmography because those are all things I don't watch. <laughs> yeah. So 300 was kind of it for me. And really, the thing that did it for me about 300 was that it had Faramir from Lord of the Rings in it, and that was my big pull <laughs> for watching that movie over and over and over again, was he's the narrator, and I love uh, David Wenham so much. So, yeah, we watched, we watched
2: Watchmen. Oh, he also did the remake of Dawn of the Dead, which was really bad.
0: <sighs> yeah, I was. I have the original one.
2: Yeah, no, the original ones. Oh, they uh, had
0: hardware stores in the mall once upon a time. You guys, what? Uh, That's a world I want to live in.
2: (laughs) I always forget about this one. Legends of the Guardians: The Owls of Ga'Hoole.
0: Oh, Oh. he did the owl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Zach, you're
2: cute. You think you're cute, don't you? Uh, He made. He directed the video for Morrissey of Tomorrow. Uh, He did Desolation Row, which plays in the end of the credits by My Chemical Romance. Mm. Uh, He did two Soul soul Asylum music videos.
0: (laughs) I mean, I listen to, like, the Civil Wars (laughs) and Mumford and Sons, so all of that is... Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Mumford and Sons?
0: And Sons. They... I don't believe that Marcus Mumford had these men as children, because they all seem to be the same age. <laughs> no, I, pr- I my understand. Well, Wesley would know. She's got connections.
2: Sort of. <laughs> yes. Washburn, <Watchmen>, everybody. <laughs> she does! Well, a little bit. We don't
0: have to get into that if you don't feel like it. couple degrees of separation, yeah. His, like, parents go to her church or something cooler.
1: Um, his parents run... Used to run the... Ver- the ch- the vineyard in England.
0: Australian. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. They're not Australian. And they're friends with the head pastor at our church. So like every once in a while he's like, mom comes to
0: speak and she's awesome. and That's yeah. cool. I went to a wedding with these people who have that secondary of separation and I felt like a jerk because I have a <laughs> Mumford and Son Lyric tattoo. And I was like, I'm sorry if I look like a fangirl <laughs> while I'm around these people. <laughs>
2: Please don't upset the Momford and the Dadford.
0: <laughs> the Momford. Momford? I need to name a new cat Momford. Um so they're, so they're back, back to more cats in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh so back to the Watchmen. I'll I'll hand it off to to Luke. Luke, tell us about what the can you give us an overview of the plot of what on earth this movie is about? Because I'm not clear and I just watched it. Okay.
2: So, do you want me to do it in actual like story synopsis, or do you just want me to do an overview? Because that might be easier for explaining. The easy whatever. One. Yeah. <laughs> so the basic premise is that the United States and Russia are on the verge of Cold War, and the United States has the only superhero in the world who has actual superpowers, who's named Doctor Manhattan.
0: He's blue mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and naked.
2: There's this. <laughs> Great overlooming threat that Russia or the United States are going to go into nuclear war, and if that starts, the entire world is going to be destroyed. So, another former superhero named Ozymandias, whose real name is Adrian Vite, who's pretty much Batman, except I won't get into the whole <laughs> original... I'm a comics person, so I'll try and keep this He's got friendly.
0: An, an American Psycho vibe for me. Yeah. Personally.
2: Uh... Ozymandias is like the smartest man in the world. He's like one of the strongest men in the world, and he wants to make a solution. So, his entire plan is to make the world come together around some external threat. In the comics, it makes a lot more sense because he summons a giant squid monster.
1: Yes. Yeah. Actually, it, it does make more sense that there's a giant squid with. Oh, my if that God. That tells I you can... anything about this movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Okay, so that makes more sense. Got it, got it. Yeah, It's not just a computer program named Squid. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Squid. But in this universe, but in the movie, he makes it seem like Dr. Manhattan unleashes attacks across the world because he's gone sort of crazy, because Adrian Wright went on this massive campaign to gaslight him and make him think that people who were close to him were dying of nuclear radiation and cancer that he gave them.
0: That is some serious gaslighting that went on in this movie.
2: (laughs) And it's like the one crappy review said, pretty much it all revolves around those two characters, but the actual movie focuses around Night Owl, who's the second Night Owl, except you don't really see the first one in this movie, Uh, Silk Spectre, who's the second Silk Spectre, and Rorschach, who's a crazy dude who's pretty much every men's right advocate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kind of, yeah. Which uh, explains why the internet loves him,
3: right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> that
0: is the most perfect
2: description of
0: this character I could have, like, dreamt of.
2: Yes. Yeah. Who has
0: yeah. a life journal?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rorschach believes that someone is trying to kill superheroes because a former one named The Comedian got murdered, which sets off their whole investigation and all these characters reconnecting and butting into each other. And, uh... Vite is trying to keep everyone from stumbling onto his plans. To bring the world to peace by giving them a new target to be afraid of. But it really doesn't make sense because literally Dr. Manhattan was the only nuclear deterrent that the rest of the world had. And if their weapon went off and killed literally millions of people, the rest of the world, the rest of the world would retaliate the hell out of the United States for letting that happen. <laughs>
0: Yep, so that's that. That was, yeah, that actually, so what you just said made more sense to me (laughs) than watching the movie, Mm -hmm. and I could have saved myself, like, two and a half hours of my life. But
1: you would have missed all the slow-mo scenes. Ah,
0: yeah, you know what? There was a lot of them. (laughs) I liked the slow-mo because I didn't have to try and figure out what people were saying. (laughs) True.
2: (laughs) Alternately, you could just watch Saturday Morning Watchmen. What's that? It's a fake uh, intro for a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh. oh okay. But uh, yeah, no, if you're going to try and get into The Watchmen, it's better to read the book, and if you've never read the book before, read it one chapter at a time. Because it's... It, there's a lot in there. It is dense, and the movie mm-hmm. tried to be like, we're doing a shot-for-shot shot remake, and they still cut out, like, a, a fifth lot. of the stuff, oh. and... They focus way too much on violence. Surprise.
0: Yeah. Violence and <laughs> boobs.
2: Mm-hmm. But you also get some dongs.
0: <laughs> balance it out. Mm-hmm. Gender
2: equality there. Though You never get the dong sexualized in the same way. No. Just like, there's oh. a dong.
0: Why would you, I guess?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why would we sexualize genitalia? <laughs> Why would we do that? Boy, I don't know. I, I really don't know, Mom. <laughs> if you're listening... I have no idea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the book is really popular. It's Tell
0: um, me yeah, tell me more about the book. I have it here and I'm going to read it because now I'm I'm actually interested in reading it after yeah. watching it the monstrosity of the yeah. like yeah. The Diet Watchman. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh.
2: <laughs> this is like off Brand you get at a supermarket <laughs> version of the Watchmen. So, uh, Alan Moore, who is a British wizard. True. Mm-hmm.
0: Wait, if you see him, land on this no, no, a little he, more for me. <laughs> no, he
2: also has a. He worships the snake god Glycon and he does magics.
0: For realsies? Yes. I Yeah. And wow. He also
2: had a wizard war with Grant Morrison. Who did a great job sending up Watchmen by?
0: Oh, oh, I Google him. He's oh, guys. Okay, everybody, drop everything you're doing and Google Alan Moore images. Safe search always. What? Yes, he's a wizard, Harry. Oh no, he's Hagrid. This is who they based Hagrid off of. I'm having nightmares. <laughs> wow.
2: Okay. But yeah. Uh, so Ooh. Alan Moore had been writing a bunch of stuff. He was part of the British wave of comics that came over. Like in what? the 80s. Uh, Neil Gaiman's Sandman was a later part of that wave. Uh, Grant Morrison came in and did Animal Man and some other books. Uh, Captain uh, Miracle Man, which is a whole nother thing. It sounds that like a Will Smith books. movie. <laughs>
1: I thought you were reacting because of Miracle Max, so
0: no, <laughs> no, <I'm> Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That was next. That was next. Yeah. Was next.
2: <laughs> yeah uh, any...
0: <laughs> Miracle Max has a
2: graphic novel.
0: Yeah. Oh boy, Katie, what? I need mean this. <laughs> a man.
2: <laughs> Actually, if you do like that sort of stuff, Alan Moore is a very good comedy writer as well. But uh, a whole yeah. new world. <laughs> So, uh, you had a lot of, uh, like, kids who had grown up in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s who wanted comics to be mature. And so that's how you got, like, your dark and gritty Batman. And so Alan Moore had this idea that he was going to take a lot of these old school uh, characters that DC had the rights to and tell this dark, self-contained story that wasn't going to tie into the rest of the DC universe. And they're like, ah, oh, no, we're using some of them, like Blue Beetle and uh, The Question. So just, like, make your own. And Alan Moore was like, yes, oh, yeah. I can do that. I'm perfectly fine with that.
0: <laughs> I'm Alan Moore.
2: Like, a lot of Alan Moore's work revolves around these. Like, he also did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which oh, is very yeah. different than the movie. It's yes, it better, is. <laughs> but it's also got problems. Yeah. So... It's got some
1: stuff. Yeah. It, it does. It really does. Yeah.
2: So Alan Moore produces this work, which is a technical masterpiece. Like, he uses the same grid pattern for all of the pages, and he does a really good job of reusing uh, images and themes. Like, everything is on a nine-page grid, on a nine-panel grid, or that sort of layout, oh. which, as a comics writer is incredibly difficult to do. Grant Morrison, when he did a send-up, did everything on 12-page grids, which was even crazier. Mm. But everything is just very controlled. You only see what he wants you to see. And it is really good. It is a technical masterpiece, Mm -hmm. but it also has a lot of mature stuff. And so as a side effect, a lot of people confused quality work with, being like, oh, yeah, we're going to put rape into our story. And they miss important (laughs) factors of that. And they miss, like, how complicated all the characters are. The movie also missed how complicated all the characters are.
0: Yes. Yes, it did.
2: (laughs) But, uh, so Alan Moore produced this work, and he signed a contract that said, if this book is ever out of publication for six months, I get the rights to everything back. And that was in the late 80s. He has never gotten the rights to it back because DC has constantly kept the book in print, which is why Alan Moore decided to never work with DC again afterwards.
0: Makes sense. What? So that's the history of... Oh, oh, it gets better. (laughs) Oh, no, there's more. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, but wait, there's more! (laughs)
2: So about three years ago, DC realizes, oh, you know, Watchmen, that's our bestseller. We had a movie that made us a lot of money off of it. And you know what people really want to see? They want to see prequels of it.
3: Oh.
2: And so they did a series of mini series about different characters in it. Oh, cat knocked over the cocktail. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that just sounds oh, like that's a, a great good reason little for us to talk about our nursery rhyme. Today.
2: <laughs> so uh, DC decided to do a bunch of prequels focusing on different characters that would allow them to control the narrative. So it's like, oh, you know how we tried to make the comedian a complicated character and he does bad stuff and good stuff in the book and that makes him very human? Yeah, no, we're going to rewrite that, so he's always just a very good guy. Oh. Yeah. Why Wait, so he's a good
0: dude all the time?
2: That's what they tried to rewrite. Oh. And they just did a whole bunch of bad stuff and so now they're getting ready for a crossover where the Watchmen characters are going to meet up with the main DC universe characters, which can sort of work well. Like there was a really good comic recently where the Suicide Squad met with the Banana Splits.
3: Oh well,
0: I didn't
1: know they were a thing.
0: So. <laughs> Bananas in pajamas.
2: <laughs> or uh Top Cat met with Batman. Tomcat. Tomcat.
0: Oh, well, that was gonna be exciting. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Comics are weird and I crazy. Might have a everybody. I gotta cease and desist
0: letters if it's Tomcat.
2: <laughs> but uh. Yeah, so that's a loose history of The Watchmen and why Alan Moore refuses to uh, work with the DC Comics anymore.
0: Yeah. I, I feel really enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> now, didn't they
1: also call this like one of the hardest, like almost impossible to translate yes. to
2: film yeah. comics? Uh, the rights got sold and shortly after it came out. A lot of directors were looking at it. Uh, Terry Gilliam had it as one of his projects for a while, he was going to just change a lot of it. He was going to redo
0: the whole thing and make it easier.
2: Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, and part of it was going to be like updating it for a different time period, and it never got around, and so Zack Snyder, visionary, visionary director, director, Zack, Zack, Zack Snyder, Snyder uh, got invited on to do the movie, and he decided the best way to get it is try and reshoot the book Panel for Panel... Part of the problem is it is a really, really long book. Part of the problem is some of the scenes that were needed weren't in there, so he actually hired Dave Gibbons, the artist of the book, to come on and draw out the scenes that he would need.
0: Oh. That's interesting.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: That's really cool.
2: But it it adds very little.
0: (laughs) But it just adds more (laughs) frames and some slow-mos. And yeah. some, and that's yep, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> just add some more things to look at, and wonder why am I looking at this? You could tell it was
1: a Zack Snyder movie because it's like the darkest thing you've ever seen. Like it's so as dark. in lighting, or as, as in, lighting, in like thematic elements. <laughs> like thematically, you knew it, like I knew it would be dark, but it's physically, so which dark. Which is weird because there's so many real bright colors yeah. in the comic, and then you watch the movie and you're like. I this can't is see so anything. So
0: harsh, like mm-hmm. it's just so dark. I wanted to adjust my white
1: balance the whole time. <laughs> it lo- it it loses some of its yeah. like interest. Because you also like are so don't bright. get to
2: see a lot of stuff. Like comedian's face is not messed up as it is in the book. Mm-hmm. Like there, you see. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, his face is just all sorts of gross.
0: In the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For real? Yeah.
2: But oh, in the man. movie it's like, oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Right? Oh! Oh,
0: my! <laughs> oh, that's messy. How did they cast this guy? Who is what's the actor's name?
2: Jeffrey Dean Morgan.
0: How'd they have cast, mm, words. How'd they cast that handsome <laughs> <guy>? devil? <laughs> is this messed up dude? I don't know. How did that happen? I'm trying to think there's anything else. The comic yeah. looks really pretty. We have it open here and it mm-hmm. looks pretty. Um, yeah, there's... A lot of dark, but it's not.
1: In some places
2: it's dark. I mean, but in
0: some places, like, like, like scene, there's but... everything sunshine. Is, everything
2: is still very clear. <clears throat> yeah. And, like, it's one of the few books that has not gotten a repaint. Like, another one of the famous mm. Alan Moore projects is called The Killing Joke. And yes. that book they reprinted it with different colors because they wanted something that was more, uh, like, modern seeming. Which, the colors oh. are very much part of the book.
1: I mean, it was drawn like created in the eighties,
2: mm-hmm. which you can
1: tell by the amount of like bright pink and yellow.
2: Yeah, but part of that just helps to fill this very eighties world that it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Crazy. So I realized as you were explaining all of that that we didn't really introduce anything about you Luke we just said that that's your name <laughs> that you were And then, the then <laughs> and then I was just like whoa he knows everything i didn't tell anybody why <laughs> like nobody has any idea we needed to bring in someone smarter than us um <laughs> so Luke tell us what it is that you do and how it is that you know things wesley take over how you know things <laughs> Works as a
2: question, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so my name is Luke Hare, I am a comic writer, uh, and part of my time I also host two comic-related podcasts currently, one is called Multiversal Q, your guide to the comic book multiverse now in <laughs> podcast form, and the uh, other is Exiled, which is a live-play role-playing game session, so if you like The Adventure Zone, it's sort of like that, except more complicated with lots of continuity references in it. Um... <laughs> But yeah, back in high school, I started reading superhero comics more, like I watched a lot of the cartoons growing up, and then uh, high school, I had friends who were reading comics, and so I got into some of the really bad starting ones, like if anyone (laughs) tells you that uh, a comic called Kingdom Come is a really good book to start reading, it is not.
0: Lose their friendship, unfollow
2: them on Facebook, and run the other way. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> How no, far no. would you go? <laughs> it's it's something that requires a lot of previous knowledge and emotional connections for it to work all the way. Mm. Watchmen I wouldn't say is the best book to get you into reading comics because Watchmen makes you think that books have to be serious and they don't. Like not all of Alan Moore's stuff is really grim and gritty like even though he also did V for Vendetta. He also did Tom Strong, which is a really good, like, pulpy adventure series. <laughs> or, uh, like, he literally did uh, joke comics. He did a very strange anthology series called Tomorrow Stories. He did a superhero cop book called uh, Top Ten. And then he did a sequel that's set in a fantasy world in that same universe called Smacks, where it's the sort of troll guy who's a officer in Top Ten, goes with his partner to try and hunt down his family and he's like this eight foot tall blue giant and his family are dwarves
0: smacks <laughs> is also a serial mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes. but yeah like as much as he has a reputation for being dark and serious and even though a lot of his stuff is dark and grim he can be like a fun guy he enjoys a good part joke or a good reference and so much of his stuff is just filled with references
0: like Jim Carrey I'm just, I'm trying I'm real hard. To get, I'm like, I I'm. To d- I'm I have to make this make sense to me.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Awesome.
0: Wesley had a question for everybody, though. Yes.
1: Oh, the question, since we usually lead with questions. But,
0: um, <laughs> We're just today. leading with history today. Um, We're changing how did, it up.
1: Like, how, well, how did each of you guys get involved in comics if you did?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh. I'm embarrassed. Go first, Katie.
0: (laughs) I, um. So, well, the first graphic novel I ever read was a graphic novel version of The Hobbit, which I had already read like twice (laughs) at that point in my life. And I found it at the library because I was looking for something new. (laughs) So, you
1: went to The Hobbit section. And I couldn't
0: get out of Tolkien, I wasn't ready to like leave him yet. Uh, actually, it was just getting into it, and it was the first time that I was introduced to, like, any kind of a graphic novel. I actually didn't know until I was a teenager that I had read a graphic novel. I was Mm -hmm. like, they turned it into a comic book, is what I had thought had happened. And I was like, how interesting. And it was fun, and that was how I kind of got introduced to that. everything else, truthfully, had come from, like, the guys that I dated in high school and college, because they were all super into comic books, and I had this the Manic Pixie Dream Girl story that nerds are my thing. (laughs) And so I learned a lot from them and I got to like reading a lot of stuff um, or pretending to read a lot of stuff and then actually reading some other stuff. Um, So that's kind of how that landed into my universe was seeing that somebody else was passionate about it and caring enough about them to like Mm. invest in that as well. (laughs) And <laughs> the cats are doing a thing in the background. In the litter box. It's great. <laughs> and so, that's how, um, that's pretty much my story. After that, I hadn't read a whole bunch. Really, the last graphic novel or comic, re- the last graphic novel I read was Scott Pilgrim, and I really liked that. And then, um, you gave me a comic, and that was the last one that I really picked up and, like, read, read... Oh,
2: yeah. For well, Christmas. Well, I also gave you a comic last week <laughs> when we hung out.
0: Yes! Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I'd ever read. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, the Little Mermaid one is to what you're referring, correct? Or no? Or wait. You sent me a Little Mermaid comic and I died. Did I send that to you, Wesley? Oh, no. oh. that
2: No, I also gave you a physical comic after I got my haircut
0: cut last Oh, yes. Time. That's yes. right. And then I cried... <laughs> reading
2: the comic <laughs> that you sent me on my phone, which was
0: amazing. Um, so, really, anything that I know about comics is because I'm friends with Luke, and he keeps me up to date on things that I would find interesting. Because okay. I'm not going to go and find it myself. <laughs> yeah. And that is my story. I'm complete. You're complete. <laughs> I'm okay. Complete. Okay. What about you, Wesley?
1: Um, I would say we would. No one in our family really read comic books. There was a lot of comic strips around. We my dad was super into. We had lots of like Far Side anthologies and oh, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes. Right. And for some reason, as a kid, my sister and I read a lot of like Garfield.
2: Like I read books. a lot of Dilbert. Like that was
1: a thing that for a child. <laughs> 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 was around a lot in my childhood. My
2: dad had like the Text to Dilbert books. Yes. I, I am so glad that I did not end up horrible. <laughs>
0: I could have. I have never wanted to work in an office. Yeah. Yeah. I have a thing about ties, and if they don't stick up, I don't trust them. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I don't trust most men, obviously. Because <laughs> their ties don't look like comic books. You don't look like Dilbert, and I can't take it. <laughs> Um. Continue. <laughs> so, also, um,
1: when I was in college, I convinced my um, English professor because I had to take some like a couple. Um, what's the word for it? Like independent study courses where I got to like pick the topic and then to, like decide what the curriculum would be. So I convinced my English major at our small Christian college to let me do a whole thing on comic books and graphic novels as literature. Nice. Which was really fascinating, except that I, like, in, like he had to read them along with me. Right. So I would be like, <laughs> guess what? We're reading this this week. So Here it is now. It was interesting, because I did some research on, like, how graphic novels became a thing, and then read, like, some ones in different genres. So I found, like, a coming-of-age story and, like, a one of the classic, like, Batman stories and Watchmen and a couple others, and then wrote a paper
0: on it and got class credit for reading comic books
3: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> I also, an English
0: major. <laughs> I also read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies as a graphic novel. I...
1: So for that same professor, I convinced him to let me write a paper for my Brit Lit class on Pride and Prejudice and zombies. Brit Lit because I could basically convince them to let me write on any weird
0: topic I could come up with. How were <laughs> you so I did good it at this as often as possible? How did you get so good at this? I was thing. an English
1: major. I oh. liked pop culture, I guess.
0: <laughs> and they were like, "Well, okay, at least she's they were reading." Like, "Well, you're
1: good at this, so you sure you can write on that." So Go for I it. once wrote a paper um, explaining why Willy Wonka is a Marxist. <gasps> so that was fun.
0: <laughs> Ooh, girl, we gotta talk. <laughs> we gotta yeah. talk about this.
1: And I wrote a paper about Rorschach from this book and then Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. And at one point, I compared her short story to Psycho, so that was fun. My poor teacher in that class was a little church lady who stopped watching TV when Bonanza went off the air. What? (coughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) And she, I was like, can I write about this, like, classic Hitchcock movie? And she's like, sure, that sounds nice. And then I insisted on showing clips in class. And she was like, okay. That was insightful. I'm like, well, that was
0: fun. (laughs) I'm I'm really proud of you.
1: I got away with a lot of weird things. <laughs> I, I, oh, that was the other one. I um, I wrote about um, Christian, like, tchotchkes for my aesthetics yes. class. Which, I can't actually tell you the name of my paper on our podcast.
0: No? <laughs> Is it published or something?
1: <laughs> no, I just can't use the words. Okay, on cool. On
0: Awesome. Oh, <laughs> that's super <laughs> exciting. Can you manage? <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to stretch our boundaries here. <laughs> that's exciting. Yeah. You kind of, st- you began, you began a little bit. You, like, touched yeah. on how it is that you got into... Here's the aerial comic. Oh, good. Oh. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so I also grew up with, like, a lot of Far Side, Dilbert, Zitz was a... Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those books, and then when I started having better internet, I read a lot of web comics and was doing a lot of manga back when... Like, you could just read anything because people were torrenting it all online.
3: hmm <laughs>
2: And then high school, like, when I started studying graphic design was when I got into American comics. And so, like, Kingdom Come was an early one. Uh, killing Joke. I picked up a copy of The Watchmen. It was like, oh, this is.
0: How old were you when you read The Watchmen?
2: I was, like, 17 or 18. Okay. Yeah.
0: That feels safe. Anything less than that. And I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to talk off air.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, then I went off to college. I eventually got a job in a comic shop. I started getting regular print comics and like weekly issues. Started getting better taste because I had some very hot takes as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I feel
0: like that comes with being 17. (laughs) (laughs) It's very hot takes as a (laughs) joke. Like,
2: not everything needs to be Watchmen series to be good. You can have books where Superman flies to the sun... And saves people in a solar research drone, which I thought was really dumb. The first <laughs> oh. I read the uh, first issue of All Star Superman. That is something else. Where if you're going to be trying to get into that, because it's a really good Superman story, read the book. Don't watch the movie.
0: Don't do that ever. Yes, oh, well, we have, never we watch, have watch a movies. Superman
2: on our list to watch.
1: Which Superman? So, the like '70s Christopher Reeve. Version. Oh, okay.
3: We figured
2: we'd go old school Super old school (laughs) I'm actually reading a Prose Superman novel That uses like a bunch of images From that to advertise it But it's a really weird book Because Lex Luthor decided to go super Vegan and (laughs) because he has what is he
1: vegan in like the Scott Pilgrim universe sense where you get (laughs) superpowers?
2: Ah, somewhat. Because his body had no impurities in it, he was able to go into the spiritual plane and walk out of prison, which has also allowed a uh, (laughs) demon to follow out after him, and that demon is going to mess with Superman, and it's called Miracle Monday, which. If this is going up the second week in May, uh, Miracle Monday is on May 15th. Oh, okay.
0: oh, this is oh girl, Monday. happy Miracle Monday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which, coincidentally, is the day before the new Injustice game comes out, which makes me sad because I'm doing a midnight release for that, and it's like, this is not what I want from Superman. I don't want sad Superman who is evil.
0: Mm. Here's yeah. my one comment about vegan superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Good <laughs> there's uh, a video that made its way around the internet where um people were misspelling Ouija board on oh. <laughs> y- on Yahoo answers, and somebody said, "Where do I get a Ouija board? Do I need to find a witch or a vegan?" <laughs> 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 and for me, it's just the question that I like I want for all my vegan friends out there, do you have a Ouija board?" <laughs> And are you also a witch? <laughs> That's from Yahoo Answers. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess we could talk about the movie. Yeah.
1: I guess we could. I'm, I'm, I
0: think we're like hardcore avoiding talking about Considering this. Considering it's
1: been 36 minutes and we haven't.
0: Are yet. you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> Poop. <Nope>. <laughs> I have places it's so... to be. Oh, okay, movie. so this is a movie. It's not just a book, you guys. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a very long movie. Let's List Facts. It came out in 2009.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was great. It was directed by visionary director <laughs> Zack Snyder. But
1: you can tell by the multiple explosions. The cast and list the slow-mo. and the slow mo, or both. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the scene. The like, fast slow mo yeah. and the slow fast stuff. <laughs> And, uh, God, I pulled him back up on the Google. Oh, no, there he is. See, Guardians of the Galaxy just showed up on my thing. It's trying to tell me that there are better things to watch. There are. We're to Watchmen. I don't have a lot of puns for this one. Uh, so the cast includes uh, Jackie Earl Haley as Rorschach. We have Patrick Wilson, who is not Will Arnett. As <laughs> just di- to clarify for everyone. <laughs> He's in this. Carla... Carla. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I don't know these people. Help me.
3: Help. Help.
0: Um, Madeline
1: Ackerman. We should know her. Her, sorry. Yes, she's in a lot of chick flicks. Is Dr. Manhattan. Matthew Good is Adrian Veidt, Which I think that's a weird casting considering I know him from like. He is a leap year, like that girly a, movie. <gasps> not, that was him? Yeah, and no. and he was on Downton, Downton Abbey. Wait, like, give me that guy's face. Like, what is he doing as a blonde whoa, whoa. superhero? He is not good in <gasps> the movie. <laughs> well,
2: <no. laughs> well, and he is not a good casting either. He, he, it's
0: oh very my odd.
1: gosh. Like, when you see the character drawn, like, he's a very like, lithe and like, angular kind of
0: person. He was in Roots, apparently. So, but he's like,
1: Henry Talbot from
0: Downton Abbey? Yeah.
1: And for some reason, he was the like weirdly always dresses in purple and has triangles, and no one understands that his companies aren't related. I'm so characters.
0: upset about this, you guys. I love Downton Abbey. <sighs> okay. Anyways, so the cast list, man. Um, the cast list it continues.
2: Uh, oh, you want to see Alan Moore's Wizard Enemy? Yes. We're gonna be putting this. on Jeffrey the Dean page. Morgan is in this movie. He who's that exact, guy? Uh, that is Grant Morrison,
0: the guy who did. Da- Wait, who's that? How ah, of me?
2: Oh, uh, Grant Morrison wow. wrote All Star Superman. He also came out in books around the same time as Alan Moore. He looks US like a supervillain, you guys. Uh, he has actually written himself in books as a supervillain. Oh
1: yeah, I can totally see him doing that. Oh man, just he
2: does a lot. <laughs> he has of a shirt that says evil stuff. in
0: one of
3: the photos. <laughs>
0: So Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a... Comedian. uh, He's a comedian. He's known in such national treasures as P.S. I Love You and (laughs) The Possession. And Walking Dead. And The Walking Dead. He's Negan, you guys. And he barely shows up in this movie. I was very concerned about how attracted I would be to him, and I wasn't. (laughs) And now I feel confused. There's also some other people who act in this movie, and, you know, there's so many characters. There are plenty of characters. characters, There are several main characters that are there, and then there are a bunch of other characters that aren't, and then you're left feeling like you would have rather known the other people that aren't really there. Like, they, I, well, at the end, you guys pointed out, like, oh, there are these characters here that we don't touch on in the movie at all. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you
1: see, like, a split second where they, like, they paid homage to the character in the movie, but they have entire plots that aren't covered.
2: Like, the full version that also has Gerard Butler in, uh, the black, whatchamacallit, the, uh, pirate story that goes along with it. Wait, is Gerard Butler, wait, What? You know Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, but wait, what he's yeah. in
0: what? Hang on. What? I'll
2: find. So one of the th- the book has a lot of like text pieces in it that help so, like, to build the world around. Excerpts from a but book. then there's also oh. scenes from a comic within the universe because since superheroes weren't real, they didn't do superhero comics.
3: Oh.
1: And so they did pirate comics. Oh. Yeah. So and that kid so, you see at the end is like reading this pirate comic throughout. the Yeah, book. the uh, tales finding. of the Black Freighter
0: interesting. It's okay. I mean, I'm gonna read the book, Wesley. Yeah. yeah I'll I'm find just, it. No, I just wanna find it. Oh, That's cool. really interesting.
2: Yep. There, there you There's some.
1: Oh! I didn't realize that he played that part, though. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. Like, the full version where they also have the squid and they put in the rest of the stuff that they shot is like, and a half hours or something,
0: yeah. You could watch that version, Katie. We Gerard Butler is actually in this movie, but he's got he's cut out. He's in the pirate
1: section. He and animated. Jeffrey
0: Dean Morgan were in PSI Love You together, and they were best well, friends. These, those two movies are so similar. You guys, now I <laughs> love you. You like P.S. I Love You. <laughs> I did, I really did. I'm such a sap Probably about it. Won't it watch watch was it. so bad, <laughs> and yes, I, I really like <laughs> PSI Love Watchmen. That's what we'll call this. <laughs> Can we just talk more about Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Gerard Butler's friendship? <laughs> I don't know anything other than what I've seen in movies. These two movies. <laughs> okay. All right, okay. Bane, figure shit out. I mean, <laughs>
1: so what else can we talk about from this movie? How many bad comedian jokes there were. Oh,
0: yeah. Were you doing a count?
1: No, I should have been. There were a lot of I them. I think there was like five or six.
0: There's this character called the comedian who isn't very funny. <laughs>
1: and dies, and then they make a bunch
2: of jokes about comedy being dead.
0: And then, yeah, and then they try to make jokes about him, and they're not funny. <laughs> and the people delivering them aren't funny.
2: Yeah, they don't really care about delivering <laughs> them. It's all around not funny, so.
0: No. No, it's not. You... Uh, had this really great description of uh, the Christian Grey character. <laughs> like he's Ozzy su- uh, is like supposed to be. You described him as he's oh. supposed to be like
2: the pinnacle of like what a human can become, like mm. the smartest man, the strongest man, and instead he looks like a uh, brand manager for Burger King. I think I said <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> a brand manager. He does.
0: And it felt really gross. There was nothing about him that felt impressive. Well, he had the perfect, he had, like, perfect hair at all moments. Mm -hmm. And a good suit.
2: Like, in the comics, there's a scene where, like, there's sex happening, and then on the TV screen, it's him doing gymnastics. It's like, oh, (laughs) that's what turns you on,
0: everybody. (laughs) Um... There's something else interesting. Oh, there was a certain point where I started comparing this story to Frozen real hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like it
1: the went... Mars section.
0: So there's a point in this movie where Naked Blue Man... Mm-hmm. Don't... Dr. not Yes, sh- yes, him. He goes up to Mars because he's real lonely or mad. He's
1: upset. And so he he got his feelings hurt. About, kind
0: of. Well, he finally got, like, totes gaslighted mm-hmm. and was like I'm out and took off this is how I recap stuff <laughs> I'm out and he takes off I sound always like I'm on Drunk History <laughs> I was just going to be <laughs> but I'm not I'm just watching movies and trying really hard to talk about them manhandling cats <laughs> while, while manhandling a cat <laughs> named Bane of all things so so Blue Man is up on Red Planet <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> he's like, I'm so mad. And then some, for whatever reason, he comes back and he's like, dear ex-girlfriend, I need you to talk. And she's like, okay. So then he transports her up to Mars. I'm making this movie sound really good, I know. You guys are <laughs> totally going to watch this after this. And he's like, look, I made you a cool castle thing out of Mars stuff. It's like clock. It was like a big mm-hmm. sphere yeah. and it looked because like a clock. Dad
2: was a clockmaker. Yeah. It was
0: super impressive looking and really great. And I just had this moment of, like, is this Elsa? Like, I made he's a castle. His, I'm going to run away and make I a fortress. Need, I need some me time. <laughs> and then Silk Spectre? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two, the second. She oh, comes up. Yes, so she becomes Anna, and she's like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to be alone. And he's like, no, I really do. Bye. And, like, sends her away,
2: I think.
1: is not he also, like, Vulcan mind meld her for a minute? Yeah,
2: he, like, Vulcan. <laughs> so he turns into, like, Spock. <laughs> and he makes her realize that her dad was not who she thought he was.
0: Her her father is someone totally different. Mm-hmm. I should I give it away?
2: Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it is. Not spoiled. Movie oh, at it's,
0: all. No, it's no. not. So she finds out Isn't that it? like her dad hit on her one time and raped her mom. That's what I got. That is a horrible
3: (laughs) description. I'm doing a much better
0: job than the movie, I think. Yeah, no, the movie... I'm going to hand myself an Oscar. The
2: movie assumes way too much that you have read the book. It does, Like, I think I watched it with my dad before he read it, and he's like, I didn't get most of that.
0: It's... uh, Okay, so as the only person in the room, besides the cats, who hadn't read it, I got very little... I didn't really, there was so much happening that at a certain point I stopped really wanting to tr- keep to try trying follow. Mm-hmm. to follow it, and I just was catching snippets, and it was like, I don't.
1: Or just the really gruesome parts that mm. were unnecessary.
0: I am very clear on the blood, <laughs> and the flesh <laughs> being torn, and things being broken, and...
2: Oh. Ironically, this oh. movie adaptation of a comic reads a lot more like a comic adaptation of a movie. Yeah, that's interesting. I got
0: to let that sink in. <laughs> yes, yes it. Yeah. Like in No, it super does. Yeah.
2: Like in the 70s and 80s before you had home video, the only way that you could really re-enjoy movies once they were out of theaters was buying the comics of them. So right. everything had comics. Not all of them were good, but there were some really good ones out there like uh, Alien. Mhm. That mm-hmm. one is really good. But uh like, that's the high point of that genre. Uh, and, uh, Alien. <laughs> and Alien. And Alien
0: 2. And um, we're done. I've got my friend
2: the adaptation of Howard the Duck the movie. Oh, I've heard about that. That's, that's something to watch on here. That has. Oh, yeah, that hits. would be. That would be. Oh, can we do that next
0: year? <laughs> can we do that in, like, six months? I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. I don't like the sound of it. I might be You've super never into it. heard of Howard
1: the
3: Duck?
0: I have, it's about wh-
1: what exactly what you would imagine an 80s movie called Howard the Duck is about. Uh,
2: it's directed by Steven Spielberg. It is one of the biggest flops of all time.
1: It's a live action movie and there's a character who's a duck.
2: Mm-hmm. An anthropomorphic duck. It's like who's Donald whoring. or Daffy? Who's poopy? No. Who's what? <laughs> Who is horny. He is attracted to human women.
0: So he's like Roger Rabbit?
2: Yes. In duck form. <laughs> it, except that He is like makeup and puppets instead of animated.
0: Oh, okay. Maybe, so this is, this is a huge departure. This is a huge departure. I was very stuck on having seen Honk the Musical, which is like a it won like the Tony for best new musical in 2001 ever for and it was just about the ugly duckling and I was like I'm really stuck oh. on Honk right now, guys. <laughs> no, it's It sounds not very like that at different. <Nope>.
1: Um. So, cool. I did to kind of compare this to another famous movie about yes. um retired superheroes. Oh, Katie.
0: Oh god, no. <laughs> that looks very familiar. So for those of you at home who aren't me, I'm looking at a photo of Howard the Duck. Ooh, Google that safe search. <laughs>
2: I'm just yeah, an advocate sure. for safe search.
0: Oh. oh, this looks disgusting. It's
2: like I Marty McFly is a duck, except wrong.
0: No, it looks like uh, I'll come up with it later. Oh no, no, it looks like a like your creepy uncle who like comes around <laughs> at Thanksgiving and he owns some like shady business that's probably actually just a cover for drug deals <laughs> as a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one of those uncles to my knowledge, but (laughs) if I did, I would know it, and I'd call him Howard the Duck.
1: Isn't there a song, too? Mm -hmm. Two phones? No. No,
2: there's a song in the movie called Howard the Duck.
0: Oh, no.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. This is a weird tangent that we just went on.
0: Well, I know what you'll be watching next time you're on.
2: I've not actually seen it. No,
0: so. have so. That's going to be amazing. We'll have a panel discussion. Oh, dear. We might
3: need...
0: Oh my goodness.
2: That's what you do for the podcast. <laughs> so the other movie that so, you... yeah,
1: there's another famous movie about retired superheroes how, who have been shunned from society, which is obviously The Incredibles.
0: Oh yes! <laughs> yes, this is like The Incredibles for your creepy uncle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Although I did, there's an interesting connection between, um, uh, what is the name of the... Uh, the bad character in that movie. the Like, the kid... Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's got that same kind of backstory as Rorschach does, with the, like, he was a kid and he was wronged, and then he decided to, like, become something else. It didn't go quite that same direction. <laughs> no, no.
2: No, like, Syndrome is... He's told that he can't be a superhero, so he decides Incrediboy. to be superheroes. <laughs> and Rorschach is... He was raised in a horrible city and only saw horrible things happen, and then he did bad things to dogs,
0: and then dogs. So there, so there's some similarities. Yeah, I totally, I see the yes, the parallels are there. They Maybe both not have with red him.
3: Hair. True. They
0: both have red hair. They're super upset. They monologue a lot mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And uh, they're like you know pissed off white dudes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also true. <laughs> Who took things way too far? <laughs> <laughs> the Watchmen is a family business. What no. are you doing? <laughs> oh no. Well, I
1: mean, it is kind of
0: a little bit. It looks like jelly is on the cover of Watchmen. This doesn't look like blood to me. It looks like Well, it's a comic book. Well, jelly. It's bean juice. <laughs> oh yeah, human, human bean, bean, bean juice. Human bean juice the movie. It feels too true.
2: (laughs) Watchmen is not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: since we've spent very little time actually talking about the movie... Oh wait, I have a funny review. I have an interesting review. This will sum it up. This will sum it up real hard.
1: (laughs) If you need to know about (laughs) movies, just go to Amazon. Okay, so
0: (laughs) this comes from... Uh, someone... uh, uh, Roofy 4. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, that explains a lot. Uh, This comes from IMDB. It's a very long one, so I'm going to use um, snippets. The abridged version. It begins as so. I have never read any comic or graphic novel... Yet I have been able to enjoy quite a few movies that were derived from them. This was certainly not the case for Watchmen. (laughs) Halfway through, I was left wondering when the good stuff would finally start coming. I think you had that same reaction. (laughs) I did. I sat there and was like, when am I going to watch a movie, you guys? I really, I really lost. Um... Oh, where did it go? The movie spends a whole lot of time on flashbacks that take out the whole momentum of the plot. Yet, despite all those flashbacks, it does not manage to make me feel connected to any of the characters. This is the main weakness to me. Um, (laughs) This is a very long review. (laughs) He was talking about how the songs uh, were nice individually, but many times seemed wrong for the scene. The soundtrack was actually, this is my own take, the soundtrack was really interesting and I liked it. Overall, oh, I went to an inspirational quote. <laughs> That's not the same thing. Um, and yes, they have also felt weird. And I just have to say that I think they just were meant to feel weird on purpose. Like they were meant to feel super... Not what you would expect in that moment at all. I'm
1: trying to be edgy, I think.
0: Um, it's one of the first times the soundtrack really bothered me in a movie, which says a lot. I don't know who Rufy 4 is, but he's got a lot of feelings... They have a lot of feelings. I'm assuming it's a man, and I guess I shouldn't. However. (laughs) Keep going. Um, Oh, they were talking about how the CGI is too obvious and in some case obnoxious and overdone, giving no serious added value, Uh, which is great because there's an entire character that is CGI. And I was like, man, how Um, is he described in the book?
2: uh, He should be unnerving to look at.
0: He felt pretty unnerving to look at. (laughs) He was really blue and like hazy, and I couldn't really see him much most of the time. It wasn't so much that he was unnerving to look at, it's that he was so hard to look at because of his CGI. <laughs> I was like, I can't see him. I can tell that he has abs and no eyeball. And that is all that I see, is a blue person.
2: And sometimes it's bing bong bing.
0: <laughs> um, oh, this is the best part. There was no x-factor and any of this no sin city effect no 300 adrenaline pace no dark night madness nothing part of the reason why so many of the fight scenes couldn't interest me is because they occur in subplots or suddenly pop up in the main plot unexpected yeah we didn't build into that there was no big violin no like drum line and there was no aragorn to march out and be like guys <laughs> We're going for it! Y'all might die! It's cool! Victory and honor! Like, that didn't happen. There's just people getting their arms sawed off by a rando in prison. Uh, I still don't know why that happened. I don't know who those people were and why any of that occurred. As a movie, it failed for me. This says nothing about the graphic novel, which I might one day buy to find out what the characters are really about. They sacrifice momentum and continuity in the main plot to narrate partial backgrounds on too many characters. Often, it's hard to connect your audience to one or two characters. If you're this guy who's writing the review, if you're not, if you're trying to make them care about five or six of them, you're bound to fail, especially with mediocre or boring acting. This is why it was probably a hard task to make a movie from this graphic novel.
1: That last part is. Kind of accurate. Like it is hard to make this into a movie.
0: I can tell because it, because <laughs> they did, and and I don't think that they did. <laughs> they try yeah. again, try again, Zack Snyder. No, it, it maybe try again someone else. Yeah, try Patrick it... Wilson. Take a stab at it.
2: <laughs> it's just too long for. It's so long. A movie.
0: It's so long. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's so long for a movie. I. Got the feeling watching this that I would have preferred to see it in a mini series, yeah, and like a, like a six it would be, part like,
1: fit really well in that would have comment. been
0: great. And cramming it all in, and yes, it assumes that people have want, read the book. This was also my primary criticism of the Harry Potter series was that mm. when I watched the movies before having read the books, I didn't really get all of it. And they were throwing characters in with the assumption that you knew who they were Mm. and then bringing them back like three movies later. Like, I didn't know who was getting married in the middle of a war and why. I had no (laughs) idea who these people were. They were not memorable. And so my sense is if you're going to base a film off of any kind of a book... The viewer should want to go and read the book to, like, know more. They shouldn't have to go and read the book to figure out what on earth they just witnessed.
1: That makes sense. And
0: that is the hiccup with Watchmen for me. It's something that I want to like, and uh, I, in this moment, cannot bring myself to. I was like, there's plenty in here that I could be into, and I'm not. So I'm going to read the book. Yay. I'm gonna go educate myself instead That's of just good. being like, no, it's terrible. It must all be awful. <laughs> like especially talking to you, Luke, I'm very clear that there's a there's so much there to acknowledge. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. I will uh, also leave the first uh, collection of Tom Strong with you because you'll need a pellet cleanse and something lighter <laughs> a after reading cleanse. Watchmen.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go watch Baywatch after this. That I made read this. <laughs> that, poor I'm sure professor. Really appreciated
1: that I forced him to read that book.
0: I'm going to go watch My Little Pony next to you guys.
2: <laughs> I had a sci-fi lit class where one of the things was reading Watchmen and it was like, uh yeah, not going to do that because that was when I was working at the store and it's just like oh yeah no I know all the notes for this stuff and then in the end it was like we had to pick our own thing to read that was either going to be a comic and so many people did Hunger Games and it was like what yeah <laughs> wait what like, it, it was sci-fi literature so like yes. anything yeah okay yeah okay so, yeah that's like so a many bunch of people things. did Hunger Games one guy tried to pass off reading the story that inspired the thing as, like, an actual book. it's like, that's a short story, and also you got the details wrong because you use the details from the movie. <laughs> and then I went in and did a uh, really weird Jack Kirby series. Uh, Jack Kirby was the guy who co-created most of Marvel's creations, mm-hmm. and then he also got into a lot of legal stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, we uh, talked about that before. Yeah. All that craziness that went down.
2: Yeah, like, it is horrible out there for a lot of comic creators who have done works that like, people still love reading today. Mm. Unless you're Stan Lee, but... Yeah. Stan Lee is problematic. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but, uh... He I read this, some stuff. <laughs> I read this uh, really weird series called The Eternals that uh, Kirby wrote, where it's about giant space gods who left a group of people who we thought were gods that were called the Eternals on Earth and they're fighting evil demon people called the Deviants who were made by the same space gods, <laughs> who the space gods got really angry at when they tried to enslave all of humanity. And now they're coming back, and it's sort of in the Marvel Universe, except it's not really in the Marvel Universe, and they fight a giant Hulk robot that was made to be a mascot for a college, for, Har- for MIT. Oh, for MIT. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: Good job, MIT. <laughs> yes. You got it going on.
2: But yeah, so while people were reading books about, like, the dangers of uh, EMP is launched over the country, or Hunger Games, it was like, yeah, no, this is a book where people fight a Hulk out and a guy gets turned into the thing. <laughs>
0: <it's>... Hashtag college. <laughs> this is how we got through college. <laughs>
2: make it as
1: interesting as possible. You
0: have to try really, really hard to make it interesting. So, who would you recommend this movie to, Wesley? You always ask me this out of the blue, and I'm not. Gonna I always. That. Okay, let me deconstruct your sentence. <laughs> I always ask that you out one of the blue. Time.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, only people who have read the comic are going to get a lot of it, but they're going to be upset with what happened to it.
2: Right. About half of them will. Because <laughs> there's like the people who absolutely still love 300 and yeah. Sin City who. Love this, because it's all the stuff they love from the movie, mm-hmm. because they don't like thinking about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I'm still mad at Sin City for using comic stands on their posters. Oh. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Who would you recommend this movie to, Luke?
2: Visionary director Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he really liked it.
0: Uh, I'm going to second that vote for visionary director <laughs> Zack Snyder.
2: <laughs> I have no one else to recommend this movie to. I'm just imagining him watching and then, like, three more Zack Snyder's pop <laughs> up
0: and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Zach, you did a great job. Well, thank you, Zach.
2: <laughs> yes, we did.
0: <laughs> oh, no. There's so many of him. I don't want that world. <laughs> I don't want to live in that world. Um, How many Channing datums does it get? Oh, none.
3: <laughs> how many Channings? <laughs> Luke,
0: please,
2: how many Channings? Uh. It gets .2 Channings out of five, because there is some dong.
0: Okay. I'm going to give this one whole Channing Tatum, oh. because Jeffrey Dean Morgan oh, okay. is the closest what I'm going to get. pick you your host. <laughs> because he's here, and he's close. He can, you know, he he doesn't get enough credit.
2: And they didn't make his face gross like it was.
0: And his face wasn't gross. <laughs> you know what no I'm gonna half that because he's a rapist shoot I can't win here you guys nothing everything that I'm like you know I kinda liked that no I no. hated that I'm like you know I guess I kinda of liked this character no <laughs> dun, da, dun, 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 dun.
2: <laughs>
0: um I guess that's kinda what they were going for yeah well no,
2: that's what they ended up with <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's it's that's where true. we are now yeah
0: any closing remarks before we wrap up this like <laughs> disaster podcast, <laughs> disastercast? No. no. You can
2: find me on the twitters at @coltreg. That's K O L T R E G, and that has links to the podcast that I do. #Hashtag visionary director Zack Snyder. <laughs> oh, oh, we didn't talk about the snacks that I made. Oh,
0: yes, oh, very oh, my gosh! Snacks. Actually, hold up, everybody. If you can <laughs> give us a few more minutes of your time. Please, oh god, please Um, Visionary director Luke (laughs) Made us like the greatest
2: snacks we've ever had Luke, please tell us about them, they were awesome So I decided to craft a cocktail I made the Dr. Manhattan (laughs) Which was a true Manhattan But instead of using a uh, different sweetener I used blue Caracal So it had more of a greenish tint to it but It was pretty good. It paired I well.
0: experienced it as blue, oh, yes.
2: <laughs> and I paired that with some design-your-own Rorschach cookies, which were <laughs> sugar cookies. And then I had brought two types of icing.
0: Beautiful. And our podcast is not sponsored by any of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were delicious. And my cat spilled. That was the cocktail that the cat spilled. Mm-hmm. Cat spilled the cocktail. Yes. Um, they were they were delicious. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm.
2: I also made a Night Owl, which is coconut rum and root beer.
0: Oh, I cannot have rum. (laughs) Oh, I
2: can't do this.
0: Nope, can't do it. (laughs) How did you, wait, did you make that up or did you find, did you Pinterest it?
2: (laughs) The recipes? (laughs) Oh, no, I just came up with uh, the Night Owl. I generally mix coconut rum with things because it's like very smooth and it goes with a lot of flavors. Like coconut rum and Dr. Pepper is an amazing combination fascinating. But then I talked to my friend Lucas Brown, who hosts a really good podcast called The Math of You, who like, every time that he has a guest on, he comes up with a cocktail for them, unless they don't drink. Interesting. Ooh. I've not had the one that he made for me, but uh, <laughs> I some, like, Well, it's one of those where it's like combining two cocktails and it's like, I had to go and get stuff for the Manhattan. I don't want to have to get things for two cocktails. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a lot. But uh, that's kind of brilliant. Yeah, what a he, genius idea! He gave me the uh, advice for how to make a Dr. Manhattan and how to make it blue without making it not taste good. That's awesome. Yes,
0: thank you to a friend of Luke Lucas. Yes, thanks, Luke's Lucas. You're a visionary, <laughs> <laughs> you're a visionary director of cocktail. <laughs> Um. If you found, are we done? Yep. <laughs> okay, great. Um. If you found any of this remotely tantalizing, you can say so. Please tell us. Please <laughs> talk to us. We're lonely. Um. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Viewing party pod.
1: No A, because A was taken.
0: There's no A in party, and you can also uh, visit our website and find us on iTunes. And it's viewing. Well, wait, no. Those it's aren't the same thing. Just viewing Party <gasps> dot com is our website, mm-hmm. and on iTunes you can find us at Viewing Party. Yeah.
2: like, rate, and review. Yeah.
0: Like, rate, and yes. review, yeah, or subscribe. subscribe. Just subscribe. Just all the things. The rest of it. Just I mean, if you just, Whatever if you just give happy. us. There's some stars, I think. That like, okay, so, so when you get on there, let me walk you through this. <laughs> get so on there. Open so you open. Computer. You're gonna open up. You you're gonna open up right your now. your phone. You're gonna open up your iPhone because you, you don't Jeffrey have an iPhone. There. Yes, you're, you're gonna see. <laughs> yep. So you're gonna open it up. You're gonna see. Lin Manuel Miranda is your clearly going to be your background because oh, you're oh, a human being yep, with feelings.
2: In I thought Rorschach. he was going to be the uh, Rorschach in this scenario. <laughs> <laughs> he just comes into. Uh, Dean Morgan's apartment and helps him leave, leave a review on iTunes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you describe my dreams, Luke. <laughs> All my dreams.
2: And also, and also, Miracle <laughs> Max. Oh
1: my gosh, Katie!
2: I've been listening to the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we have a fan. <laughs> this reminds me of we had a I had a nine I had a sleepover do over once oh, and we yes. played a game. It was just one of those games where you like play to the judge, and one of them was like, What's my like dream day? or like, What'd be a dream date? and someone was like, Donald Glover and Manatees, and I was like, Yeah! <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yes. oh. <You're> like, yes. <laughs> I was crying, like, I want all of this all day. <laughs> um, but, anyways, yeah, so
2: we, yep,
0: so subscribe on iTunes or can they get them
2: anywhere else? Uh, no. You can put them on the other apps. We
0: haven't yet. Someday like, we like might find Google us Play. on another app. Just get on iTunes because why are you using others? I don't understand. I don't understand. But it's cool. There's other people get uh, the uh, the competitions. <laughs> competitions good for the market. You no, Katie had a cocktail. Really. No, I'm just. I got so many thoughts. I, just got, I finally. Katie, my brain's working. Settle down. Settle down. <laughs> Human bean
3: juice. Bye!